Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So, whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season, you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available. Instacart. Add life to cart. This Halloween, mystery lurks around every corner. Bundle up with Disney Plus and Hulu. What are you scared of? The dark. It's spine-tingling fun on Disney Plus with Haunted Mansion and Goosebumps. I'm going to need you to spread the word. Then feel the bone-chilling terror on Hulu with the Boogeyman and American Horror Story Delegate. Something's happening to me. The Disney Bundle with Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these and more streaming this month. Plans starting at $9.99 a month. 18 plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. All right, what's going on, San Jose Sharks fans? Welcome for to all those of you who just finished watching the NHL draft. I'm Aaron James. Welcome to another unfiltered conversations about San Jose Sharks hockey. If you're watching on Twitter, amazing. Appreciate you. If you want to interact in this show, head on over to our Facebook page or YouTube channel. That way we could feature your takes here live on tonight's program. All right, it's been a couple of days since we got together and we discussed Los Tiburones. So let's jump right into it. Um, the latest additions to the San Jose Sharks is none other than Will Smith and Quentin Musty. The San Jose Sharks have selected Will Smith with their fourth overall selection. Pardon me, so I got the wrong graphic there. <laughs> All right, there it is. All right, so the fourth overall selection, the San Jose Sharks' first ever fourth overall selection in franchise history will now go down in the record books with Will Smith's name. Um, for those of you who are unaware, Will Smith is from Lexington, Massachusetts. He's a six-foot um, centerman, 170, 170 pounds, depending on who you ask, whatever scale he's standing on. He's a right-handed shot, uh, most notable is his uh, time in the USC national development program. Um, he has some pretty raves um, reviews in terms of his playmaking and vision and his offensive instincts. He is known to attract defenders, thus leaving up or freeing up, pardon me, his uh, teammates to have, um, you know, more scoring opportunities is the most lamest term I could use to say it. As a matter of fact, on ESPN, they used a graphic by Stathletic, I believe it's Stathletes, Stathletes, right? And it shows how many of his passes, him being Will Smith, have generated in goals. Uh, definitely worth checking that out. That's from ESPN. So go do your own research as we continue on the show here. Uh, again, he's out of the USA's Hockey's National Development Program. Uh, Will Smith kind of found his way surging up the boards for all these uh, rankings uh, lately here. 
He was ranked overall by the National uh, Hockey Leagues for North American skaters, I believe, third overall. So the fact that the Sharks were able to get him at fourth is amazing. But let's just be honest, all right? A lot of you sound the Sharks fans out there were anticipating that um, perhaps with the availability of Michkov, that maybe the Sharks would take the gamble and go that way. Um no, I mean, there's no surprise that Will Smith is the guy. And I don't mean it in a bad way. There was obviously a lot of um risk involved with getting Mitchkoff. I'm not gonna come over, I'm not gonna try to convince you that Will Smith was the better pick, nor am I gonna try to say that he was the lesser pick. Obviously, it's gonna take some time. Will Smith is not gonna see any action, presumably, this upcoming season in the 2023-2024 um campaign for the Sharks. That being because he just committed to uh, Boston, and um, he'll be you know playing in NCAA and finding himself rooted in the likes of Mike Greer and David Quinn with their um, hockey background. Um, also, Mike Greer has made it quite clear leading up to the draft that he does not anticipate any of his first round selections to be ready to play at the big boy, you know, the man level league, pardon me for, you know, if that made you feel some type of way, but these are their words, not mine. Um, often referred to as a meats and potatoes, but essentially, you know, a lot of these young kids are not stacked enough or perhaps uh, bulky enough. You know, they did the same thing to William Eklund a couple of seasons ago, sent him back overseas to, you know, improve his strength and conditioning. Long story short, don't anticipate to see Will Smith or Quentin Musty uh, suit up for the Sharks, but you never know. Uh, they might, they may make a you know appearance late in March and April. Some more reviews about Will Smith, though. Um, again, his strength seems to be his playmaking ability, his vision. Um, a lot of these consist on generic terms, but um. Just to give you some stats to back it up, in his first year at the national program, he had 37 points in 35 games, and uh, he did that with the under-17 team last season with the under-18 uh, team. Or excuse me, last season under-18 team's first line, he was a center of the first line, and um, yeah, I mean, again, ranked third overall. Um, TSN Bob McKenzie had him at sixth, Sportsnet had him at fifth, Elite Prospects had him at eighth. So I feel you. A lot of you out there are kind of still um, wondering if perhaps Mitch Koff would be, you know, in the long run, perhaps, you know, the more offensive, productive player. Only time will tell. Um, let me take this graphic off here really quick and switch it up because I do want to comment on this. Here we go. All right. So. I just want to take a moment to uh, sympathize with the Sharks fans that kind of felt some type of way about the fourth overall selection this season. <laughs> um, and before we even get there, I just want to say um, how many of you out there were super like excited for a brief moment thinking that maybe Adam Fatilli could find his way sliding down to San Jose. I honestly thought we were going to have a chance to get Fantilli. Even if he was available, I highly doubt the Sharks would have selected him. Will Smith was our guy. But boy, oh boy, was that exciting for a brief moment. Um, so Mitchkoff was obviously the wild card of this draft. He wasn't going to be selected um, top five. That just seemed apparent going into it. So with that being said, the fact that the, fact that the Sharks decided to get Will Smith 
um, I cannot blame them. I, I mean, the truth is, um, this is Mike Greer's plan. And based off of some of the comments he made uh, during a media availability, I believe it was, when they were talking about, have you talked to any Russian skaters? His comment kind of made it seem like, you know, they talked to whoever they're interested in, I believe it was along those terms. But it's just kind of seemed as if, like, like that obviously wasn't the direction that they're headed in. Uh, Will Smith is the guy. He's been known as a guy. Um, kind of wish that reports being tied to him and sounds like Shark's name were kind of being a little delayed. I know we are in the business of hockey nowadays and the business of hockey. Um, you know, a lot of people are eager to be first with the report, first with the news. I wish they would leave some element of surprise. Obviously, no one really knew who the Salazar like Sharks were going to select. But I don't know. I mean, to say something like that in today's day and age, I think is a little um, be naive because the reality of the situation is it was pretty well clear who the Sharks were going to select. And for the most part, all the other teams. I mean, anyways, moving on. Um, I'm super excited. I'm super excited for, uh, you know, these two kids, um, for, let me just finish up my thoughts on Will Smith before I get to musty here, uh, for Will Smith, again, dynamic offensive player is something you'll hear, um, commonly used or, or I mean, um, in the same sentence used with his name and all that. Um, he's an above average skater. Okay. So. It's going to probably take them some time. It's going to take them some time to, you know, get where the Sharks need him to be. Obviously, he's going to get his legs under him in the NCAA. And as far as, you know, skating goes with Patrick Marlowe now as a development coach, I think the Sharks have um, that squared away. Um, he's able to make tough plays under pressure at high speeds from what I'm hearing and what I'm reading. And um, I just want to do one last a quote here. This is from TSN's Craig uh, Bhutan. He said he's one of those players that got a real subtle excellence to him. And um, yeah, he says if he gets faster, uh, or excuse me, that he needs to move over to puck to get in a shooting position. You know what I'm saying? But uh, long story short, he, he needs to get better. My bad as I'm stumbling here reading through these quotes. All right, moving on. Enough of Will Smith. I'll be real with you. I'm more so excited. And I don't mean any disrespect. Welcome to San Jose, Will Smith, but I'm a little bit more excited about. Quentin Musty. Quentin Musty was, in my opinion, one of the more... I mean, honestly, I thought the St. Louis Blues were going to take him. I'm surprised the Blues didn't take him. I'm grateful the Blues didn't take him. And also feeling a little bit more grateful for that trade acquisition. Obviously, this pick is part of the Timo Meyer package deal from New Jersey. So I am just excited to see that um, this... What is he? Six foot two, two hundred and a pound left winger who's been um, reviewed as having a, a pro level shot. Um, I'm excited to see that he dropped to the San Jose Sharks' 26 overall selection, considering that he was ranked by the prospects to be 15th, elite prospects to be number 12. Um, Bob McKenzie had him. Wow, on the money, 26 from TSN. Uh, but the NHL Central Scouting for North American skater, Skaters had him at 14th. Um, so I am super excited to see uh, Dustin, excuse me, uh, Quinton Musty, pardon me, um, in the San Jose Sharks 
uniform. Uh, Musty had 26 goals and 52 assists, so that's 78 points in 53 games last year with the uh, Sudbury Wolves. He also had another four points in four playoff games. Um, they lost to the Peaceboro Peets in the um, in the playoffs. For those of you who are, um, you know, uh, wondering, and he's a New York native. He was, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, he was selected number one overall in the OHL's uh, draft a couple seasons ago. And um, yeah, I mean, just overall, big guy. Seems to fit the mold for what the Sharks need in terms of beefing up those uh, front six. Will he have the potential to make it to the top six? Not too sure. Um, but hey, I think personally that this draft, I mean, first and foremost, I'm not surprised that the Sharks took a centerman. All right. Um uh, first, I mean, um, for the first selection, I'm not surprised at all. Um, glad that they got a winger to compliment them, but you know, the Sounders Sharks have selected a centerman in the first round of the draft three out of the last four seasons. If you really want to count William Eklund because he's doing centerman duty kind of and winger duty for the CUDA, then you can say for the last four years, the Sharks have got a center in the first round draft. So, not, not too surprised at that, um, at that selection first overall. Um, definitely grateful to see that we were able to um, get uh, Quentin Musty. All right. So here's a good time to pause, try to gain my, uh, gain another breath of air and, you know, kind of slow the pace down a little bit. I'm a little excited. You know, the draft just ended right before we uh, went live here. I want to invite everybody who's watching this uh, program to, you know, join the conversation. Um, by all means, please join me on um, YouTube and Facebook if you want to interact and drop a chat. If you're watching, you could see that you could call the show at speakpipe.com slash sharkcityhockey. If you're watching the video version of this, more than likely you'll see the link as well, tinyurl.com slash dial408, and have your take, your live voice take, call the show, and we can discuss hockey right here. All right, um, but... If you just want to kick back and enjoy the show like you've been for the last couple of episodes, that's that's all good too. You know, I mean, I just appreciate that you're here, and I appreciate um, you know all the support that you've been getting Shark City Hockey for the last uh, almost going on five seasons now. All right, let's move along here. All right, so back to this graphic. I am looking at a poll that I had put on Twitter just to get some of your guys's uh, per, um, perspective here. Um, so first and foremost, if you want to uh, participate in the poll, in the votes, do so. It'll be up for the next 20 hours or so, you know I mean? For the next day um, on our Twitter page at Shark City Hockey. Uh, right now we're trying to determine what will be the best alias for Will Smith. Um, the Fresh Prince of... Sharks territory or the Fresh Prince of San Jose? Personally, I think Sharks territory is more inclusive. <laughs> I know how y'all love to use that word here, baby, in the Bay Area. Uh, but no, for real. 
I believe um, that's more inclusive because, you know, after all, supposedly, right, especially with the 1991 club, Sharks is supposed to be a global fan club and Sharks territories everywhere, right? So uh, is he the Fresh Prince of just San Jose or is he going to be the Fresh Prince of Sharks territory? In this instance, I think the Fresh Prince of Sharks territory is more appropriate, but it doesn't matter what I think. You all out there think right now, for 54% of y'all, again, the vote will be up and for another day. Y'all believe that the Fresh Prince of San Jose is the way to go uh, as terms. I mean, in terms of how y'all feeling out there, Sharks fans so far, our poll has 66% feeling overall um, pretty solid about Mike Greer's fourth overall selection. Um, I feel it's pretty good too. I really do. Uh, let me gather my thoughts here really quick. Pardon me. <clears throat> uh, you know what? I think the most enjoyable thing about this draft and I knew it was going to happen. I, I, I knew it. Not like I'm some kind of like know-it-all or whatever, but Patrick Marlowe announcing the draft pick. I love it. I really do. Um, super excited, again, to see Patty Marlowe work with the prospects. A lot of people out there say that Sharks lack size and speed. Mike Greer is bringing the size. And Patrick Marlowe at one point in NHL um, history was one of the fastest skaters in the league. Like for a minute, it just wasn't like some fluke. Like I was fast this season. He could fly. So I am super excited to see, uh, you know, what Marlo can bring uh, to the Sharks organizations, um, you know, in terms of developing the prospects. And um, with that note, let's talk about um, – I don't have a graphic for this one, so we're just going to talk about something, um, some news today. That being that um, the San Jose Sharks have re-signed Itu Makaniemi to a one-year $775,000 contract. Uh, a lot of us feel that this is going to be an opportunity for Itu um, Makaniemi to maybe get a, you know, solidify his position on the main roster. He appeared for, and he had a solid performance last year, but, you know, he made himself, you know, a special appearance in this season. A lot of us feel like with the Sharks and goaltending, if they're doing too good, ah, let's take him out of lineup. Just kidding. But no, seriously, though, he, he did pretty solid. Was kind of shocked to see his uh, stint in San Jose last as short as it did. Um, but I'm so glad to see the Sharks offered him a contract. On that note, I am pretty sure that it has to also do with the trade that we're about to get into right now. <clears throat> um, and some news that broke earlier, apparently. Uh, won't dive too much into this. I'm just going to share it with you all, but I believe it was Frank Saravalli uh, shared that the Pittsburgh Penguins have some interest in acquiring the Sharks' current starting goaltender, presumably the current starting goaltender, Kapo Kakinen. Um, so that would make sense. Uh, first and foremost, you know, round two next next uh, tomorrow, rounds two, three, four, et cetera, of the draft. Expect Mike Greer to pick up a goaltender. He already said that he is going to pick up a goaltender in this um, upcoming draft. And I would assume that that has to just kind of be like um, just plugging the void that was left with Benjamin Goodrow re-entering this year's draft. Uh, so for those of you who may have, or who don't remember Benjamin Goodrow, he was selected. Uh, what was it? Last season, I believe it was in the draft. And, um, yeah, so, you know, we had that vacancy in the prospect pool. Um, so expect Mike Greer to get a goaltender 
um, tomorrow. That's the whole point of this spiel. But also, it makes sense because uh, in terms of like um, you know what's going on in the goaltending position, it makes sense to draft a goalie not just because Benjamin Goodrow is getting back in there, but it seems as if Kapokakin is on his way out. That would make sense to what this next segment is going to be about, which is why we acquired for a sixth round draft pick. That's tomorrow. Um, we sent New Jersey's way, and we acquired – oh, my goodness, my bad. My, my graphics are all over the place. <laughs> Give me – there we go. All right. So um, the San Jose Sharks have acquired McKenzie Blackwood. He is a goaltender from the New Jersey Devils. He was once – once a um, praised as essentially being, you know, the future of New Jersey, the Sharks did play him last season. I don't recall if we won or not. I'm pretty sure we didn't. But um, first, first and foremost, let's just let's just get the elephant out of the room, okay? A lot, a lot of people are saying that he's injury prone and that he has, you know, I believe what it's a three, like above three goals against average, right? Not trying to knock him, but to me, what it sounds like here, uh, first and foremost, is um, for six overall selection. If he does turn his career around here in San Jose, you know, and maybe rises to what he was once thought to be, and that was the future in net in New Jersey, then it's a win. It's a dub for Sharks because a six overall selection for a you know potential. Um, you know, goaltender to hold it down. All right. Um, well, in my opinion, E2 McNeemi gets prepared, you know, whenever Nabokov and that work finishes. But long story short, is um, I would expect this guy, that being Blackwood, to pres- I would presume, okay, now, pardon me, I might make an ass. I might say, ooh, pardon me, I normally don't cuss. I might make a, uh, my make a, you know, what I'm, what's the expression goes, don't assume, right? Anyways, um, but I may just possibly uh, just gamble here and say that he's going to be the starting goaltender um, come to, uh, come October. Why? Because Capricacan, it looks like he might be on his way out. Uh, it might make sense. A lot of um, a lot of the deals that the San Jose Sharks have been doing lately are from players asking for these deals to happen. Okay, so Brent Burns did it last season. All right. Um, Another, oh my gosh, his name is dropping my memory. Pardon me. He was a prospect from Nakuda, D-Man. He was a D-Man that supposedly had locker room issues. Pardon me, I'm blanking on the name. But he requested a a trade. Um, And bottom line is supposedly that was the case with and shocking to me, San Jose, uh, cap, San Jose Barracuda's captain, Andrew Agazino. Um, I'll be 100 honest, with, 100% honest with you. I'm probably not going to pronounce this, um, <laughs> this name on the money. So I apologize in advance. I truly do. But uh, the San Jose Sharks traded Andrew Agazino, who set a Barracuda, um, um, Single season goals record, I believe, just this, uh, just right, um, in 2022 23. But they traded him to Anaheim for Andre Suster. Pardon me if I said that incorrectly. 
Um, this guy has a couple of days left. He's a, he's a pending unrestricted free agent. The assumption is that the San Jose Sharks are essentially um, open for business in terms of like, you know, having cap dumps at the right price and, you know, taking on bad contracts as they say it. It looks like that's just the, the deal with this acquisition. I don't expect this guy to be suiting up until, as a matter of fact, I expect him to be, you know, looking for another team in just a matter of days here. July 1st. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> uh, July 1st is um, the official, you know, free agency uh, start date. So, you know, more than likely this guy that we acquired um, will no longer be on the team. That's just my opinion. Uh, but who knows? Um, so, again, Andrew Agazino, apparently personal reasons being cited, requested um, to be traded. He requested it. So uh, Barracuda General Manager Joe Will essentially kind of made that. Granted, it made it happen. And, um, yeah, these are the latest, um, you know, vets as of right now to be joining the San Jose Sharks uh, team. So welcome to Sharks territory. Um, super excited to see what we do with Blackwood. I mean, do we package him? Do we... Um, you know, use him as, um, again, like kind of just the stand-in because James Reimer's on his way out. That's pretty obvious. We covered that a couple episodes ago. And um, a lot of people are just really on the fence about Capo Kakinen. So is Blackwood an improvement in net from Capo Kakinen? The guys in, uh, you know, the front office seem to know. Uh, but, yeah, I'm interested to see what he does. All right. With that being said, those are the latest, um, you know, the latest guys to join uh, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, once again, inviting everybody um, to join us um, on a live stream. Pardon me if I'm getting to the uh, comments a little late here as I go live. Like our picks with Smith and Mussy. Seems like they're trying to get this offense going. What do you think they do at the goalie position? Feel like they invest in a stud goalie? Well, I'm glad you asked. I really am. Um, so let's get back to a graphic that's more appropriate for this comment. So we sidebar here. All right. Um, so I was looking into that, right? Because, you know, he's obviously going to get a goaltender. Um, so I was looking into it, and I know some of y'all feel some type of way about the athletic right now in Sharks territory, and I can't blame you. I really can't. Uh, we won't say too much here because I'm not trying to knock him. It is what it is. Um, but there are some, apparently, some top, about um what is it top we'll go top five all right so um in terms of the top five supposedly goaltender prospects out there there's michael um harbaugh there is uh adam gagin pardon me if i'm not pronouncing his names i know a lot of y'all from um you know part pardon me if i'm not getting the names on point pardon me uh, scott rasloff uh trey augustine carson um B. Jarnison and Jacob Fowler. Um, you know, that kid from Youngstown sounds pretty solid. I won't go too much into it because I'm not going to pretend like I know what's best, um, you know, for the prospects out there. I mean, I was, I'm, I'll admit, I was on the side of Mitchkoff. I was hoping the Sharks would pull the trigger on Mitchkoff and they didn't. Uh, I respect the decision, Will Smith. So uh, what I've learned is, you know, what I want the Sharks to do, they, op they, they often do the opposite of. <laughs> so, 
if you're a betting man and you hear if you hear a take on here, uh, you know you might want to uh, gamble and go the other way. Uh, just kidding. But all jokes aside, um, I don't see the Sharks doing really anything too big. Um, it seems like the status quo, not just for the last uh, just this season, but the last two seasons, these prospects are not going to be thrown into the NHL anytime soon, if they even make it there. Uh, our last goaltender draft wanted to go. You know, he decided I want to go um, back into you know the the NHL draft this year. So good, Joe. All right, whatever. A lot of us thought uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph Kosh, uh, Joseph Koshinov, uh, Koshinov was going to be the guy. You know what I'm saying? But um, he got traded away for Aiden Hill, and we all know that story. Um, so you know, it's it's really tough to say. Um, you know which you know which one of these guys is going to have the it factor. Um, but to put some clarity in terms of like, you know, Sharks draft history, um, some notables here, let me just pull up my notes here. Um, some notable draft picks for the Sharks, uh, late round. I'll answer that way. Pardon me. Bam. All right. So some, some notable late rounders, since we're on the topic of draft here, we might as well, um, just stay on it. Right. But um, some notable late round success for the Sharks. Okay, how about first round? Since we're on the first round, first round overall success: uh, Devin Setaguchi, Malama Halik, Logan Couture, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle, Marcel Gotch, and um, Marco Sturm. Those are, in my opinion, when you look at the Sharks draft history, those are some solid names that came in that first round. A lot of people like to focus on Joe Pavelski being a late, uh, being like you know, the epitome of late round success. Um, but a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of Sharks fans may have forgotten about, you know, Mark Smith, ninth overall. I know, you know, uh, hockey stats wise, you know, it is what it is, but that was one of the more memorable, uh, not just players, but characters in the, in the organization. You know, he added value to the Sharks, uh, to the Sharks organization and, you know, awesome hairdo and He's part of a band. <laughs> my bad. Uh, but Douglas Murray, Nico Dimitra, Nico Dimitra. Oh my gosh, I can't spit this out. Nico Dimitrakos, pardon me, Ryan Klo, and Jason Demers. These are all late rounders that turn out to be freaking solid for the Saudi Sharks. So to ask, you know, to kind of like dance around your question a little bit more, <laughs> I'm not too sure what the Sharks, um, you know, like what they're going to need to get, you know, the offense going. Um, I think they have all the places. I mean, all the pieces in place. It's just whether or not they want to freaking play them. So back to my point earlier, because I know it's kind of dancing around there. Um, the trend seems to be that when these guys, these guys being the Sharks, take uh, they draft players. It seems like you're not going to see them in a in a teal uniform. Um, starting at the Barracuda for at least a minimum one season, maybe two, and. You're definitely not going to see them go from, you know, the NHL draft to a Sharks uniform within the first year. That's just my opinion. That seems to be a trend. Maybe for a showcase, like eight games, like they did with Eklund, but not enough to put that entry-level contract slide, like just enough to keep that entry-level contract slide in effect is the point I'm trying to make. Uh, so, you know, the, the Sharks do seem like they're trying to get the offense going. Um they do need to invest in a stud goalie, but it ain't happening. The Sharks aren't investing. I don't think they're buyers this offseason. Um, and our next segment, we're going to talk about the schedule. And it, it just doesn't make sense to invest in any big-time names for this upcoming season. 
um, with the biggest probably, um, you know, transaction that's pending being, you know, uh, Eric Carlson as, as the prime example, the sharks are right now in a position where they need to start freeing up salary cap space for the likes of Eklund, uh, Bortolo and all these prospects that they've been bringing on for the last three seasons, because, you know, as they age, as they age out of their minors, right. And they start to be eligible, you know, for NHL contracts for their contract to um, come into effect, um, you know, come payday, you know, these guys are going to need payday in a couple of seasons. And the last thing Sharks fans want to see, trust me, is, you know, like Eklund and Bortolo and the likes of those players not be able to re-sign in San Jose because you have, um, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect on these names because this is a Norris Trophy winner, I guess, Carlson, and then you have Couture, um, some might say Hurdle, but, you know, Vlasic, etc. You know, we're going to have to figure out what to do with those contracts first before we even start thinking about investing in any stud players that's just my opinion if you want to give your opinion by all means join this program on facebook and youtube in the comment section and drop your take i am aaron james um we are halfway through this program here so we talked about the sharks drafting the fresh prince of let's see where we're at in the poll uh, as of right now it's the fresh prince of san jose at 54 percent some of you might say can we just not do that <laughs> Really quick. Oh, I just got to say this. I got to share this. You know what really grinded my gears? Okay. And this is all I'm going to say. You know, I'm optimistic about Will Smith. I want to say that, all right? I know a lot of you really wish we got Mitchkoff. It is what it is. But I'm just going to say this. You know what really grinds my gears? I guess it's just the vibe they're trying to have in San Jose. I don't know. But um, when... Mitchkoff was asked about, you know, how he essentially felt about being a part of the Flyers rebuild. By the way, he was drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, in Russian, of course, he said, I guess that means we'll start winning when I get there or when I get here. It's whichever, you know, take, take it, you know, tomato, tomato. Meanwhile, they're asking our guy to freaking sing a theme song. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to move on. Will Smith, excited to have you. I hope you are everything and more. And I pray that one day we look back on some of not just my own takes, but a lot of your own takes out there in Sharks territory uh, on social media. Hopefully we all look back one day and say, man, glad that we went this way instead of that way. And as far as uh, Musty goes, super excited to have you on board as well. So with that being said, um, let's take a quick break, and by break, I mean a quick ad read, a quick word from our sponsors here at the show, and that is Draft. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 
1-800-522-4679. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. 7-7 or visit. Oh, we. Hey, hey, hey. My apologies. I played a commercial. <laughs> We're going to have to go through one more ad read. Uh, this is the beauty of live, right? That right there was a previous ad. So pardon me one more time as I speed through this bad boy. Okay, so new customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 of bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.ma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Join in over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insuance. One boost per, <laughs> one boost per eligible game. Often required. Max bet 50 bucks, 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Woo! My apologies for the double ad read there. I'm Aaron James. Welcome to Shark City Unfiltered. We are going to go toward the lighter side of things now. So if you're joining us late, Salzy Sharks selected fourth overall, Will Smith. He was part of the United States national development team, and he is committed to Boston university. They have also acquired the talent of Quentin musty, uh, Quentin musty. He's out of New York. He is a left winger. Super excited about that kid. Supposedly has a pro-level shot already. Um, also, welcome to Sharks territory. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. And maybe, we'll see for how long, Andres Sustor. And pardon me if I did not pronounce that correctly, but we're moving on here. Uh, once again, inviting everybody on YouTube and Facebook. If you're watching live to join the conversation, it'd probably help if I share that in the group. We'll see what we got here. And, um, Yeah. Let's let's just move along here. We're gonna do a little bit more, um, a little bit more interesting program here now. Now that we're all kind of up to date, let's talk about some um, the more interesting topics going on here. And that being, the San Jose Sharks have released their schedule. San Jose Sharks um, have released their 2023-2024 regular season schedule. It's going to be. Um, pretty chill it's going to be pretty chill in terms of how much uh talented teams are going to come our way so let's look into this a little bit more in depth here um oops let's see pardon me we're kind of skipping through time here there we go all right i know what's a lot of y'all thinking out there man 
you're looking at this freaking schedule and you're like, we are about to go zero and ten. <laughs> Woo, I feel you, baby. Uh, some of the sharks are going to open up at the tank. If I'm not mistaken. Yep, at the tank. Vegas Golden Knights. Um, the Stanley Cup champs. Still cannot bring myself to saying that, honestly, but it is what it is. Um, their fan base got to wait six years. Uh, we're going in our 33rd, so we'll see what happens. Um, Colorado Avalanche follow, you know, they follow that act. That's Saturday night, October 15th. And, um, yeah, what can I say? Back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. Carolina, Boston, Nashville, Florida, Tampa Bay. San Jose Sharks fans are going to learn right away if they got themselves a playoff team or not. If you want to judge based off of last year's success, based off these teams last year's run, and based off of where we're at now, then we are looking for some tough times ahead. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Seeing the schedule the other day drop, I was already just... And again, I am 100% bleeding till i always believe every season there's an opportunity to make it to the finale but um given the fact that the sharks are looking to give away a norris trophy defenseman oh pardon me mike gritty to say he's going to just give him away but you know we're willing to let him go and he it needs to be done it's not like there's any real purpose to keep him here which we're about to get into in a minute I wanted to comment on some of those comments he made. But uh, long story short, to, to get back to this segment, the shark schedule, sounds like sharks are looking to have a really tough October. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, in November, you know, come around Thanksgiving time, looks like we got, um, you know, the Kraken and Montreal. So I'm kind of excited about, you know, the holiday being um, hugged by two Sharks games. Um, so we're going to get a taste of Carolina, Vegas, and, um, it looks like Florida pretty early in the season. We're going to get a healthy serving of them. Um, Vancouver dominates. It looks like November is pretty much dominated by divisional rivals. Uh, so, you know, that being Vancouver, Edmonton, Vegas, of course, Anaheim, Seattle, and, um, you know, Ovechkin and the squad are coming to town to kind of close out the month. So some interesting games if you know you want to, if you are here residing in the Bay Area and you're from these areas, you know you catch your favorite teams who made quite the impression in the Santa Cup playoffs this uh, past season, right here in the um, you know autumn or what is it? yeah in the fall. Pardon me. So let's move on to the next. Uh, let's go into the winter time here now. So we're moving along down the calendar. And I apologize for those in advance who are listening to this on the podcast version. By all means, check it out in the video version at sharkcityhockey.com. Um, so in December, it uh, looks like the Sharks are going to go visit Timo Meyer, who just got himself an eight-year deal extension. I believe it's 72000 uh, thousand, excuse me, million. Um, earlier I read it was eight by eight. So I was like, all right, well, Sharks dodged a bullet on that. Um 
but I believe it was 72 million was the um, final um, deal on the contract. So congrats to Timo. looks like he's going to be in the East coast for the remainder of his career, um, which is astonishing. I'm not going to lie. I had a feeling New Jersey devil would extend Timo Meyer um, an offer, but I didn't know it was going to be eight years. Um, I had to talk to one of our um, New Jersey podcasters on the hockey podcast network to get his take on that. But um, yeah, uh, Sharks are going to the East Coast. Um, and then they're going to make their way back to the West to start off um, December. So in the winter time, we'll be heading out there where it snows. <laughs> um, so that's New Jersey, New York teams, and Detroit. Sharks find themselves back in the desert before returning back home for one game and then jumping back on the road again. Um, yeah, a lot of um, traveling during the holiday season, I guess, for those of you who count the holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, what I do like, though, unlike last season, if I'm not mistaken, last season, the Sharks had a game New Year's Day and New Year's Eve. So I'm glad to see that the boys will be back in San Jose on December 28th before the new year in 2024. They're going to be taking on um, the Edmonton Oilers. So that's pretty chill. And then they start the new year with a, a nice three-game homestand. And once again, um, you know, back on the road, five games. Um, you want to get their miles. They're going to be getting their miles for sure. With Southwest, the new partner of the San Jose Sharks. This is not a plug. I'm just excited. For, for someone who's been following the Sharks as long as I have, um, I know a lot of you out there got those nostalgic feels. It seems like it's been forever. So pardon me if it hasn't been that long, but um, – Southwest and the South Southwest Airlines and the San Jose Sharks are are like peanut butter and jelly for those who are like Sharks fans from the '90s and the early 2000s. So I'm glad to see that they got that sponsor back. Um, so yeah, they'll be racking up the miles. Let's see, moving on along the schedule here. I'm just kind of like commenting on it for those of you watching this on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. This is all for your, you know, this is all eye candy. Trying to keep it interesting for the uh, folks on the audio version. But um, February, we got that all-star break. Um, so nice two weeks, two practically two weeks off for the Sharks. Um, then, you know, they have a little two-game road trip in February and a nice five-game stretch at home. And here's another thing I just want to comment on here. Um I'm noticing now I could be wrong. Maybe y'all could tell me in the comment section, but the back to backs are at a minimum this season. Um, that gives me hope. It does. I think, you know, travel has a tremendous impact on the body. Not that that was any reason why the sharks were losing last season or past four years, but it's nice to see the boys, um, you know, get some solid um, breaks and not constantly, you know, just, I think they stacked like a couple of weekends where it's back to back, like a Saturday, Friday, Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday for like, I think like three out of four weeks or something like that last season. Anyways, um, moving on. Uh, the Sharks are going to close off the season, of course, in April. Um, hopefully, this schedule extends into a potential seven game series by uh, April 20th. But yeah, the San Jose Sharks are uh, going to close out April practically at home. Only three games on the road. Um, last game at the Tanks is going to be in Minnesota. I mean, against Minnesota. 
That'll be April 13th. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of you out there. I mean, okay, I'll be real with you. That first stretch of the season is tough, and that might come and bite us in the tell, like at the end of the season, if we cannot maximize the amount of points. Because I think overall, like the Sharks' schedule is, ah, I think those first, the first half is going to probably be like one of the top 10, like toughest schedules. I guess, um, obviously, all these rankings will be a little bit more on point in terms of strength of schedule uh, come September, October. But I'm going to say just based off of last year's, last season's results, uh, those first two months in Sharks territory is going to be pain. It's going to be pain. Um, But we'll see. Maybe Blackwood and McIniemi can hold it down in the net. And, um, you know, some of these, I mean, we're going to have William Eklund, baby. We're going to have William Eklund and I presume Thomas Bortolo in the lineup next season. So, I know a lot of Sharks fans out there are counting us out, and a lot of experts are saying that the Sharks are not going to be even in the playoffs, but I beg to differ. I think that the Sharks have what they they, they have almost everything they need to be a competitive team, and I wouldn't count them out. I definitely want to see these guys contend for a wild card, and I think they'll make it. That's just my early, early season prediction. Uh, that's my prediction every season. I want to see my boys win the Cup. All right. Uh, moving along here, let's see. So what we got lined up now for the rest of the program here is we're approaching about an hour of showtime. Uh, by the way, I'm Aaron James. Thank you all for listening to me on Twitter, um, Facebook, and YouTube. Very casual, unfiltered conversation about San Jose Sharks hockey. You could catch us um, on the Hockey Podcast Network. And, um, of course, all of our episodes you can find at sharkcityhockey.com. All right, so... Uh, NHL awards strap in trigger warning. All right. I've been swimming through <laughs> these waves of topics trying to get to this point here. I got a lot to say about this. I really do. Uh, first and foremost, how many of y'all out there just think that these, these awards shows are just getting cringier by the moment. Okay. That's just my opinion. Um, not very inclusive, in my opinion, um, award show. And I have nothing against country. I love country. I really do. I like Conway Twitty. And I like Leanne Rhymes, to name a few, or a couple. Um, but come on. Come on. I get it. You are playing to... You know, the, the, the home crowd, right? It's Nashville. You're going to highlight its rich history of music. And in this case, country. <laughs> um, really quick, before I move on with uh, my opinion on that award show, kind of already gave it to you, cringeworthy. Um, if this is going to be the trend in the National Hockey League, who should um, be featured in an NHL award show should San Jose ever host. I would, I mean, I'm going to throw mine out there right now. I would, I would go and say too short and Metallica are given without a doubt, but we'll see. I love Metallica sharks come out of the shark mouth, skating out of the shark's mouth to seek and destroy by Metallica. And they had one, only one Metallica night in Sharks territory. I got, I got, a, I got something, you know. 
I really wish they did more, and I really wish that the bent performed, but it is what it is. They tried it out, and I guess it didn't work, but it made for an awesome time, I guess, and a really cool T-shirt, in my opinion. But back to the point. Um, a little overkill, huh, with, with the country music, and in my opinion, and pardon me, but a little, a, a little too much with all the segments with these artists' kids. Um, I don't know how you feel about all that, but I didn't care. I didn't care. See, I mean, it was so freaking weird. Like, I think there was one moment where, like, someone, like, pulled out his mouth guard. And I know it's just, you know, it's a bit, you know, it's just a segment, you know what I mean? But they pull out this mouth guard and the kids put it in, like, what the heck? Like, put it in his mouth. What is that about? That just makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. And, you know, it was the NHL award show on TNT, not Nickelodeon, right? So I just, I just didn't get it. Um, but also, I'm going to just look at my notes here really quick because I want to get the name out. There was, there was one thing there just to add to the cringe worthiness of it. There's one thing there that I know a lot of us didn't appreciate. Okay. And um, I just want to say it. Okay. So um, Jim Montgomery was giving an acceptance speech for the Jack Adams Award, okay? And he started to talk about his battles with alcoholism. Sorry, and apologies if it's starting to sound preachy, but I already said trigger warning. Um, that obstacle he shared, and remember, he's not just sharing this with the people in Nashville or the people in that ceremony. He's sharing this with the world. So, you know, I'm giving, you know, bravo Zulu to this gentleman for having, you know, the courage to actually do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I mean that. I mean, for those of you watching the video version of this, you'll see that most of the time, I mean, this is practically audio program. Um, you know, he was able to have that courage, you know. I, I'll admit it. You know, I prefer the audio version because, you know, I ain't trying to be on the video. But this guy was on the world stage and said that he lost essentially a battle of alcoholism when he lost his job as the uh, as a coach of the Dallas Stars. And... Um, you know, he brought up how he needed a team effort and, you know, he got that with his new squad and so on and so forth. But back to the point. After giving this speech, let me put this on here because I know the graphics. I don't want the graphics to confuse those who are watching. So let's just get on to a more appropriate graphic for this conversation. All right, here we go. So after he gives that speech about his battle with alcoholism, the very next bit at the NHL awards show is... Hockey talk where, I mean, honestly, the, the song and the segment within itself seemed a little force, seemed a little offbeat. Like not, I mean, but this guy gives a speech about his battle with alcoholism and then hockey talk proceeds to start handing out. And I highly doubt there's alcohol in these cups. It's just, a, it was just a prop, right? But they're handing out, you know, red cups, presumably with beer inside of it, because you know this drinks on me. How are you going to do that? How how are you going to follow up a heartfelt, genuine speech with that? That's just like talk about lack of awareness. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say. But equally upsetting for some of you out there is the fact that. Eric Carlson won his third Morris Trophy. <laughs> That's right. 
Listen, congratulations, Aaron Carlson. Okay. Like hoorah. Like seriously. Um, anyone that calls, by the way, I know, I know this is going to, you know, make you make everyone feel some type of way. So we're just going to jump right into it. Okay. Um, I want to ask you a question. Was Eric Carlson winning the Norris trophy a joke? You know what I'm saying? I mean, is it even a cons- I mean, is it even a consolation prize for the Sharks given that he publicly admitted he's playing or you know, he wasn't playing when there wasn't no point in playing and it's public knowledge that he wants out? You know what I'm saying? Like Negative 26 on defense. Anyone who says but 21 of those empty netters clearly doesn't. <laughs> I'll say this one more time slowly. 20, negative 26 on defense. Anyone who says, but those 21, like 21 of the negative 26 are empty netters, clearly doesn't understand the role of defense. You know, I've seen whether your team has three men, four men, five men, or six men on the ice. If you get scored on, you didn't defend. Okay. I mean, what does it say when you had to pull the, you pull a goalie and you were still scored on 21 times and you're supposed to be best defenseman? It says you didn't defend in a discussion. Anyways, make two awards is the point I'm trying to get at. All right, settle the BS, grow to sport, make two awards. Make an award for most outstanding defensive performance and then make you know an award for best defenseman in the league. All right, so... By the way, anybody out there that tries to call me an EK65 hater, I'm going to say that's bull shark. Because if you look past, if you look at these past seasons, you'll see that I had his back when others did not. Okay. I'll tell you why I could care less now, right? It's just because of those comments he made about not even trying. For me, it validates those opinions of Sharks fans who say he cost us a team. Anyways. Everyone knows what this is. It's a campaign to put a pretty little bow on Eric Carlson to make him seem like a viable trade asset, right? And from what I'm hearing is, one, Micro is not going to give him for free, and two, there is a solid... Oh, Hey, what's going on, Sebastian? Pardon me, guys. That's Sebastian James Barkey in the background here. Um, he's doing his job. You're doing a good job, good boy. Anyways, but uh, back back to what I was saying. Uh, you know, this seems like a campaign to essentially make Eric Carlson sellable, right? Come on. Um, there may be a chance that he's on the, on the roster. Okay, some people are saying that there's a chance that the Sharks might not even be able to move him and he'll be on the roster. I doubt it. I doubt it. I think um, – and, and then more, recent, more recently, really quick here, um, there was some news that dropped about the Kraken – and um, Edmonton, I believe, was in, and in more more recently, New Jersey. First of all, it's not happening in New Jersey. All right, um, he's not going to get back on the blue line with Brent Burdens. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that being said, um, you know, congratulations, Eric Carlson. What you did was amazing. You did something that hasn't been done in a hot minute, and you were the only Sharks defenseman to score over a hundred points in a single season. So for that, I say, thank you. But for those of you out there that try to say he gave us, a, you know, like he gave us a reason to watch, or he was the more enjoyable part of the season. I'm not buying it. I think that this guy essentially was, in my opinion, you know, he's, he was showcased this season and this trophy proves it because it is, it is, it is public knowledge. His tenure in San Jose is over. 
So uh, when you have an $11.5 million hit to the salary cap and you have a GM who's not looking to, um, who's looking to maybe only keep two to two and a half million dollars of said contract on the books, um, you're going to need some things like the Norris trophy to kind of add some more trade value for any potential suitor. Uh, on top of that, uh, there are some clubs out there that are be- having his name. Um, his name is being associated with some clubs. I'm just going to say those are puff pieces because this guy says he wants to win the Stanley Cup. So you already know that unless they're a cup contender, so let's just take into consideration You know, some of these teams that are in the playoffs. I know Toronto's name was mentioned in there. I don't see that happening. Um, Edmonton would be, in my opinion, that would be a real um, – that would be a real dagger. I would prefer to see Carlson be sent to the East. I know a lot of you out there are reading that maybe Ottawa. I'm, I'm not too sure about that, but I would want him to be in our division. We've already seen a bunch of our talent, our ex, you know, players who are super talented be on squads in our division. Um, and I think a lot of Sharks fans still haven't recovered from, you know, seeing the most recent um, giveaway in our division, hoisting the cup. Anyways. Um, but yeah, congratulations, Eric Carlson. I was all rooting for you, but I'll be real with you. And this is my take. Um, I didn't really appreciate how he essentially kind of admitted like, Hey, if there's no point in playing them, like he's, I think it was lost the lines of like, I can always be the best in the world. But like, if he's not playing meaningful games then what's the point? Sounds like there's an off and on switch there. Um, so it is what it is. Um, bye, Felicia. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, I mean, that, that's pretty much all I got on this situation here. Um, congrats, Eric Carlson, again. Um, but it's it's a bittersweet moment because, you know, you pretty much, you know, you're on your way out. So, like I said um, earlier in the season, the only reason why I would be happy for Eric Carlson to win the Norris Trophy is because, if I'm not mistaken, the San Jose Sharks name gets engraved on that nameplate. So San Jose Sharks get their name on the Norris Trophy again. Uh, first with Brent Burns, now with Eric Carlson. So, yeah, uh, congratulations again, EK65, in all seriousness. Um, you know, you went through a lot of um, – not that, like, you know, it affected you. You're a millionaire, but, you know, your name did get – dragged through the mud by a lot of uh, people here in Sharks territory for the past couple of seasons because your contract was kind of the source that was cited as dissolving what was a Stanley Cup contending team. I didn't believe it. I wasn't feeling it. But I'm telling you right now, with the comments saying essentially I try only when I want to being made, I feel like you're validating a lot of the Sharks fans' opinions out there that say you cost us a team, but it is what it is. You don't care. What I got to say, you're on your way out of San Jose. All right. That is going to end our program. That is everything that I wanted to cover today. I'm just, again, sharing my take live from the heart of Sharks territory right here in San Jose, California. I am Aaron James. That has been Shark City Unfiltered. Join the unfiltered conversation about Sharks hockey anytime on Facebook and YouTube by dropping your comments in the comment section or by sending us a voice message at Shark City Hockey SpeakPipe. All right, speakpipe.com slash Shark City Hockey. You got 90 seconds to share your spill. Be on the lookout for our future topics by following us on Instagram 
and Twitter at Shark City Hockey. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook under the same username at Shark City Hockey. I'm Aaron James. Can't wait to see what the Sharks do for round uh, for day two of the NHL draft. And I will more than likely get back together with y'all here on Friday evening to recap the second round of uh, the draft. And maybe some of y'all expecting some potential moves. I don't think EK65 is going to be dealt just quite yet. Um, might even happen in mid-July. We'll see. Maybe closer to August. But um, nonetheless, we'll be right here with y'all along for the journey. Thank you again for everyone who's been watching from, from top of the hour on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. I'm Aaron James, and this has been Shark City Unfiltered. Y'all have a great rest of your evening. Thank you.